Rachel Pauley and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. We are on episode 17 and this week's question is, how do you keep up with your writing goals? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. If you enjoy our episode, please give it a like. So today we are talking goals. Rachel, do you even use goals? I do, because if I don't use goals, then I will never get anything done. So I have to give myself goals or deadlines. That doesn't necessarily mean I follow them and I meet them every single time, <laughs> but I do use them. <laughs> I think I think that's one of those things, isn't it? They're like to-do lists. If you have to-do lists, you're probably a goal person as well. I always find they're kind of connected. We need those goals for tracking purposes and that. Now, I, I, I don't just have writing goals. I have monthly goals and... I will usually break those down into writing goals, personal goals, business goals, and even podcasting goals when I, when I need to remind myself to actually get stuff done. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so why, why should you use goals or why do you personally use goals? Well, why I personally use goals, as I just said, I would never get anything done. Otherwise, I didn't always use goals. But when I started my blog back in 2012, I wanted to get into a better routine with writing and with blogging. And I don't think I started really taking my blog seriously until about 2015 or so. And that's when I started using goals. Cause like you, I use monthly goals and I do writing goals, blogging goals, now podcasting goals. So when I started using goals, I realized that writing is heavily dependent on deadlines, whether you have an agent or not, or whether you're published or not, you want to be organized and have things done in a timely manner or else nothing will get done. So when I started creating goals on my blog, I tried to create blogging goals so that I would have my blog post done in a timely manner and know when all of them would go up. But I also had writing goals because I didn't want to spend all my time blogging and then my novels would fall to the back burner. Yeah, I think goals help for that because otherwise you can end up prioritizing one thing over another and then you blink and suddenly it's been months and you haven't touched your novels or you haven't touched your blog or something. <laughs> I have to admit, I didn't used to do goal setting when I was younger. I did love my to-do list and everything, but goal setting wasn't a big thing for me. I'm not sure when it kicked in. Uh, I think it was definitely before I started blogging, but... I think it may have even started with the odd New Year's resolution list of just crap, because let's be honest, we all come up with these rubbish resolutions and then do nothing with them. And I think I did that a few times and didn't. It's like I'd go, hey, here's my resolutions. And then I'd instantly forget that I made them. And then like in May, I'd find them again and go, oh, I was meant to have done something by like April. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, Should have run a marathon by now. So... I think I started looking at better ways of doing goals. And I think for me, it was when I separated that there's the concept of goals is like the end result. So the goal is, you know, say I want to write 85,000 words, you know, in three months. That is a goal, but it's very vague in itself. It doesn't sound vague. It's like, oh, 85,000 words, you know, that's a specific amount. And there's a specific time frame, three months. But in a way, it is still vague because how do you get to that point? Well, that's the thing. Whether you have vague goals or specific goals, you need to create goals that work best for you. Because, yeah, writing 85,000 words in three months is pretty vague and there is a lot of steps to get to that. But you could also create goals building up to that specific goal. Like, for example, if, if you're a planner, 
you can create a goal that you spend the previous month outlining and planning your novel. Basically, you're creating sub-goals. That's it, exactly. It's steps, isn't it? It's like, I need to get to the top of the mountain. How do I get to the top of the mountain? This is how many steps I need to go through. I need to, you know, and that's what you have to do. It's like, right, well, I want to write 85,000 words in three months. Okay, well, I only want to write on weekdays because I have other things to do on weekends. So, right, that's the first thing. You've isolated what days you want to work. How many words do I need to have written every day to get to 85,000? by the end of the three months. It's breaking a goal down. And I think that's the best way of keeping your goals is by having these little incremental steps that lead you to the bigger goal. And I think by doing that, it also gives you a little bit of accomplishment. Every time you hit once, you know, you've completed one step and then the next step and then the next step, rather than constantly looking ahead at that big goal that says, by this time I want to finish eight to 5,000. And you're like, oh, I'm only at 10,000. I'm only at 12,000. I'm only at 14,000. It's very disheartening. Whereas it's like, right, well, you know, by the first week I want to have written 5,000 words. If you manage that, it's like, that's, that's, a, that's a goal you've already hit. And then your next one, I want to have written 10,000 words by this date, you know, 15,000 words by that date. And I think that's, that is what stops people from hitting their goals, is they come up with the big overarching goal. I want to write a novel. I want to write this many words. I want to get published. And I think the issue people have of, of struggling to hit them or even avoiding goals is because if you don't build up these little incremental goals or these inter- incremental steps to hit that goal, you struggle to finish it at all. And then you just get completely disheartened. Well, that's the thing. Vague goals are totally fine, but they can be overwhelming. Like, as you just said, if you just look at the big goal, then you're like, oh, how am I going to get there? What am I supposed to do? What steps do I take? But that's where I really like having a daily to-do list or even a weekly to-do list. You have your your vague goal that say you want to complete it in a month or two months or three months, but then you break that month up into the four weeks and you say, this is what I need to get done by Friday of week one, by Friday of week two, and so on. And then even from there still, you can say, okay, in order to get to this goal by the end of the week, I need to do X, Y, and Z. So I can do this task on Monday, this task on Tuesday, and so on and so forth. And as long as you keep up with it, it really, it really works. And it's, so helpful. It keeps you organized. It keeps you sane. Again, as long as you keep up with it, because sometimes goals and getting into that routine is pretty difficult. I know they say that it takes about two weeks to form a habit. I've tried doing stuff for two weeks. I've lasted three weeks. It, it doesn't always work. <laughs> it all depends. Yeah, I, I think it's months and months before a habit really kicks in personally these days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But for me, I really like using Habitica. It's a website. It's called Habitica.com. And I'm a gamer. So basically what Habitica does is you can create a list of dailies. So there's stuff that you want to create a habit for. There's things you want to do every single day. But there's also a to-do list that you can create one big goal. But then you could also have little checkboxes underneath it to get to that goal. And I really, I really like utilizing that. And obviously, as you check off things, you gain experience and your little avatar, you can have like gain magic and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Uh, But I like utilizing that. And one thing I use like for the dailies, I'll put right on that so that every day it'll just be in my face and they have streaks. So if you skip a day, it'll go back down to zero and it makes you feel pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) Try this app. It makes you feel bad. Sounds great. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, if, if you're a gamer and you know what I'm talking about, like if you skip a day of doing your daily or something like that, you'll lose health points. And then once you, once you get to zero health points, your avatar will lose like a piece of armor or a weapon or something like that. So there are little consequences. It tries to keep you on top of your own accomplishments, basically. Yeah. So it's almost like a type of accountability in a way. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's one of the reasons that like resolutions never work is because you get people going, I want to go on a diet or I want to lose this weight or I want to run a marathon or whatever people put on resolutions these days. And it's like, okay, but if you've never exercised or if you don't run and you suddenly want to run a marathon and you want to run a marathon that year, that is a useless goal without steps, without checklists, without a way of moving the needle forward. And that's the issue with goals. And I think that's the best way of keeping up with your writing goals. It's to sort of like drill down into, right, what do you need to do to hit the goal? And I have in the past drilled right down to not just, you know, write a thousand words today or write 500 words today. It'll be write such a scene or write the first three pages of chapter four, complete these three character profile pages it's been something so specific that i'm not even sitting at my desk going okay i've got to write 500 words or i've got to write a thousand words what am i going to write about uh, what should i start because i don't write linearly i do jump around so it's not like i can just sit down and think right well i wrote chapter two yesterday i'm going to write chapter three because i don't work like that so i will often plan down to say right well today i am going to write this specific scene or this specific chapter and it stops me from drifting off and spending three hours trying to figure out what I want to write. That's how I personally have managed to keep on with my writing goals, by being that specific. Well, I think for people like you and me, like we are planners and we are very organized. And I think in, I think in some cases, both of us are a perfectionist, depending on whatever we're doing. So having those specific goals really, really does help us. But with that said, what do you do to prepare for those goals? Like for me, writing, I've set it up into the different stages. I have outlining, I have writing the first draft, I have editing the first draft, and then there's revising and all that fun stuff that happens later. So when you have a goal and you're saying, I want to outline this book, what sort of sub goals do you have to get to outline that book? If we're talking like outlining, that's not always easy for me because I, I outline in such a weird way in, in my system. But what <laughs> I, I usually do is I block my time and it's like, well, first I'll do a bit more brainstorming to make sure I've got all the notes I need before I even start outlining. Because even when I think I've got all my notes, I usually don't. The planning stage for me is one of the biggest stages. So when I'm doing planning for the outline, I will block large amounts of time, usually like full days where I have no distractions, no interruptions. You know, there's a sign on the door. I make sure I've not got to be anywhere. I don't have to go and get groceries. So nobody needs me for anything. And if they do, they can't get hold of me. And then I will do, because I like to outline on the floor. I like to have uh, what I call tabs and I just have my main points and I will just move them around and kind of create a jigsaw puzzle of my outline and I know from experience how long that can take and then so so with my outlining there's almost always massive blocks of time that I use whereas if I was doing the writing that's different because I, I can't sit for long periods of time writing when I was younger I was able to sit down for like five hours and just write and get loads written I can't do that anymore. I don't know if it's because I have other things that need my attention, whether I just can't sit on my ass that long. <laughs> <laughs> so what I do is the writing stage then becomes 
shorter blocks where it's like, right, write a thousand words, write 500 words, write 300 words, just write something. But then I will obviously go deeper down into what I'm specifically wanting to write on those days. But with the outlining or even the editing, they're bigger blocks. And I need to say, right, on this day, I'm going to block five hours. The first hour is going to be setting the room up, getting my equipment, making sure nobody knocks on the door and bothers me. The next three hours are going to be laying out all the tabs, setting up the chapter headings, figuring out where everything goes. Then it's going to be a break. Then it's going to be something else. And I kind of really strategically structure the days for those kinds of work. See, for me, when I outline my novels, like normally when I really sit down and have a solid writing session, it's usually during one of the NaNoWriMo months. So for the month before, I have that be an outlining month. And when I outline and prepare for the first draft of a novel, I set aside time that, you know, I need to research and I'll make a list of things that I need to research. I mean, I write murder mysteries, so I'm looking up how to kill people for the most part. And I'll need to make a list of characters, I'll need to make a list of settings and just general plot points and all this fun stuff. And then right before I'm ready to begin, I'll set everything up in Scrivener. Instead of going in on the first of the month for a NaNoWriMo session, going onto Scrivener and being like, okay, this is the title page. Here is chapter one, blah, blah, blah. I like to have it all set up. So that way, whenever the next time I open it and I'm ready to write, I can just hop right into the writing. That's actually a good point. I, 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 I tie writing goals to mostly the actual writing and the editing and any of the stuff that comes after where you're prepping the stories or you're doing any marketing or anything like that. I don't put writing goals as heavily on my brainstorming sessions or my outlining sessions until I know I'm, I'm about to do something. So like my brainstorming sessions can last anything from a week to five months because it depends on the idea I've got and how it's percolating. And I kind of sort of sit with it and let it sort of move around. And then I start scribbling bits of notes, which end up everywhere. And it'll be like pieces of dialogue, characters, settings, <laughs> ideas. And then that's like the very beginning of the brainstorming. And then as I get towards the end, where I feel like I've, where I've got a lot of solid ideas and concepts, then I'll start creating things like character profiles and setting profiles and building up this like the biggest plot point list and questions i love my questions ask lo- i always have loads of questions that i have to answer and then with my outline i sort of again the f- maybe if i used a month i'd say the first three weeks of that month are very nebulous i'm kind of in and out of the outline spend a bit of time with it answer some questions usually end up with twice as many coming back until i'm at a point where i think right now i can actually physically outline and then i'll spend a week where I'm hugely blocking time, say, right, this is what I'm going to do with my outline. This is how I'm going to, you know, set up my um, three acts and my arcs and my subplots. And I think the reason I don't tie my goals tightly to any of those stages is because it can get a little bit floaty, (laughs) if you will, where until the very last week where I really sort of sit down with this massive pile of papers and post-its and scribbled notes and notes on my phone and notes on Trello and (laughs) notes on Evernote, and sort of like have to pull it all together. I couldn't tie myself to any goals in those earlier sections because I just, I haven't got that sense of structure at that time. Everything's just too floaty, too fluid. And if I tried to tie myself to a goal, I would miss it. I would completely miss the deadline because I couldn't structure it too tightly. 
at the beginning. It's only when I've generated all that extra stuff that I can, right, I can sit down now and be structured. And that's when I start adding my goals in. And that's when I start creating little steps and being a bit more obsessed with deadlines and timeframes. Because I think if, if you don't have goals, which is not a bad, you know, not everyone has goals. But I think for me, if I don't have goals, I can let things slide and I can let certain parts of my writing, oh, well, I'll wait, I'll leave it a bit longer. I'll leave it a bit longer. And I have done that in the past. And I'm actually right in the middle of doing that at the moment. I've kind of let some of my manuscripts slide. I've not been putting my goals as tightly on them. I've been doing other things and I'm trying to stop that and go back to being a little bit more rigid so that I actually get them finished. Well, you know, that's the nice thing about outlines is that they're more of a guideline so that when you do start the writing process, if you don't follow your outline to a T, that's okay. If you find other things that you need to research it, just make a note and, you know, keep on writing. But that's why, like for me, an outline, I call that a loose goal. So that if I don't finish my outline by the end of the month or something, it's fine. I can just throw it out the window. It's totally okay. So the real goals begin when I start writing. So I I do agree with you on that. And it is important for me, again, as you said, not everybody has goals and that's totally fine. But it's important for me to have writing goals because otherwise, yeah, I will just, I'll write a couple of chapters and then I'll toss my manuscript to the side where it'll collect dust for a couple of months. And then I'll go back to it and I'll be like, oh, I really should finish this. And I'll reread what I wrote and I'll love it and it'll be great. And then I'll be like, eh, I'll start it tomorrow. I'll start it up again tomorrow. (laughs) And that's actually one of the problems I have with goals is because I do it monthly There are times where I'll get out of the habit and I'll make another to-do list of things I want to accomplish, of goals that I need to do, and I'll create little sub-goals for each category. But say it's like the 22nd of the month, then I'm like, okay, well, I have my list and I am ready to begin this list, but it's the end of the month. So I'll wait until the first and then I'll start it. That's my biggest problem with goals. And I can't, I try so hard to get myself out of it, but it drives me nuts if I don't start goals on the first of the month. <laughs> I, totally get it. I know they were saying it's like, you know, if you want to start something, start now, start today. And it's like, yeah. because it's a Wednesday, it's the middle of the week, the middle of the month. We're not doing that. It has to be the beginning and it has to be a Monday. That's how it does it. Yeah, exactly. Because I'll sometimes come up with something on a Thursday and I'll be like, okay, starting Monday. <laughs> I'll do this. <laughs> Thinking of goals, I mean, I know not as said, we're not everyone does goals, and I know a lot of, of writers actually shy away from goals because they either find them too restrictive or they've tried goals in the past and it doesn't work. So, with that in mind, and thinking how you manage your goals what would be your advice for anyone who wants to start creating goals to help with their writing? Just do it. <laughs> seriously i think that's copyrighted tonight (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna get sued it's so true though it is like the best and worst advice you could possibly give anybody about anything but it, it is true like you just need to just do it i can't even explain it but there there are so many times where you sit down and you make a list and you're saying and you look at all the things that you need to do and you look at all the things you want to do and it gets so overwhelming but if you just start find one thing on your list even if it's something small something that's going to take you five minutes just start with that one little thing and then from there you can keep on going because For me, it's very satisfying when I check stuff off a to-do list and it actually encourages me 
to get more done because I feel accomplished. And once you get that little thing done, you can take a look at the next day and you can say, okay, now I want to get two things done on my list. And then if you do that the next day, if you're able, you can increase it to three things on your list. Of course, it all depends on what those things are. Like there are certain things on my to-do list. There are some days where I get just one thing done and it drives me nuts because I feel like I should have gotten more work done. But that one thing took me three hours. Yeah. If that makes sense. So it all, it all depends on what those tasks are and how long it actually takes you to complete them. But if you can just start with one little thing and then slowly increase it each day, you can slowly get yourself into that habit and look, you started. Yay. Cause that's the hardest part of doing anything, right? Yes. It's just starting it. <laughs> so there you go. Good for you. Congratulations. <laughs> for me, some of the thoughts about if you wanted to start writing goals, I would definitely say do not create many. And I say that as someone who constantly gives myself too many goals. I've often gone into double figures for monthly goals. Remember, most months only have four weeks, four to five weeks. So giving myself 10, 12, 14 goals is not helpful. So definitely if you're you're starting with writing goals, start small. Just pick one or two goals even if they're really big, and then break them down into little tiny incremental steps and go like as small as you can. Because I think it's so easy to say, oh, I'm going to write a novel. It's like, well, how to write a novel? Oh, I'm going to write, you know, 4,000 words a day. Okay. And when are you going to do that? Do you work? Do you go to school? Do you do both? Do you have children? Do you have, are you a carer? Do you have chores and responsibilities? Do you have times when you want to spend with your friends or watching telly or playing games? If you can fit that 4,000 words in and go to, to work or school or look after kids or all of the above, brilliant. But most people will find their energy levels change. They don't have that kind of time. So start small. Even if it's just, I will write 100 words a day at this time or, you know, in the morning or the evening or whatever. You start small, especially because it's been proven we underestimate how long tasks take us in general. So until you've set up a system and you've tested it, you might think, oh, yeah, I can crank out 500 words in half an hour. And maybe you can sometimes or most of the time but there'll be days when you will not be able to do that so figure out what your system works at if you can if you can write a thousand words in an hour then give yourself three hours if you manage it in an hour brilliant if you don't that three hours will really really help make sure you give yourself wiggle room because there'll be days when you cannot hit any goal at all so if you're trying to hit a a monthly goal and then on one of the days, the, you know, the washing machine breaks, the car breaks, there's an emergency, you get ill, and suddenly you can't do that. If that lasts for a couple of days or you know, something happens and you're just not able to do anything on that goal for a couple of days, if you, if you specifically said, oh, I have to write you know, 4,000 words every day, then missing a couple of days is going to give you a massive backlog. And it's really disheartening to see that. Believe me, it's really disheartening. Yeah, we've all been there. (laughs) And the only other point I think I should make is don't worry about other people's goals. I think when I first started goals, especially writing goals, I was watching other authors and I saw like, they'd be like, oh, I do this, I do this, I do this. These are my weekly goals. These are my monthly goals. These are my quarterly goals. And they always seemed so massive. And these people were hitting them brilliantly. And it's like, it makes you feel like, oh, wow, I should be able to do that. 
that you don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know how much time they have, how much support they have, how much energy they have compared to you. It's so different. So you shouldn't be watching what other people are doing and think, well, if they can do X, Y, and Z, I can do X, Y, and Z. Build up to it. Maybe you can. Maybe you can do more than that. But you shouldn't be comparing yourself with what other writers can do anyway. It should be about your goal and how you want to get there. That all makes sense. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. And bouncing off of that, I would also suggest that you figure out your day. If you create daily to-do lists, figure out your to-do list for the following day, the night before. So that way, when you wake up, you don't need to worry about, okay, what do I need to get done today? What did I even do yesterday? I don't even remember yesterday. I can barely remember what I had for breakfast. You can kind of figure that out. And if you don't get to everything on your to-do list, then that night you can look at what you didn't get done and you can kind of gauge, okay, should I put this off until tomorrow or is this not that important that I can put it off until next week and get something else done? I find, especially with daily goals, one of the, one of the suggestions I was always told was aim for just three goals. One can be a big goal, like one can be something where say you wanted to write three blog posts on one day. So that can be your one big goal. And then you've got two other little goals that aren't as important. So as long as you get your big goal done, that's good. And then you've got two little goals underneath that if you manage them, great. If you don't, it's not the end of the world. I think the issue is when you create like 15 goals for the day and then you know it's too much you can't finish it and then you move everything to the next day and then that keeps moving on until by the end you've got like 40 goals 40 to do is that you haven't managed to do because you know they've been moving across so as you said the idea of not just automatically bouncing them to the next day considering do i really need to do this maybe i need more time so maybe i'll, I'll allocate that for you know a couple of weeks when i've actually got a solid block of time for that but just starting with a couple of goals a day because if, if, if you if you complete them brilliant makes you feel brilliant you know it makes you feel great if you don't complete them it's not the end of the world and it's kind of like okay then you you underestimate how much time you were going to need for those three goals so then next time just be one goal just do one main thing that moves you forward and that's all it takes. You don't need to have this huge list and tick every single thing off in one day. And I think that's the problem, especially when you're creating lists, because I know this is what I used to do. I would create lists when I was motivated and full of energy. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to do all these things after work. Yeah, here's 20 things. And then I get to after work, knackered after, you know, a long day at work and then an hour commute home. And then obviously, you know, a couple of chores, making food. The last thing I wanted to do was 20 things on my list that moved me towards my goal because I did them when I was, you know, absolutely full of energy and was like, brilliant. But if I'd have been doing the goals then, perfect. But I wasn't. So be careful when you're creating like, goals and to-dos not to create them when you're full of energy unless you're actually going to be doing them when you're full of energy. <laughs> still do that sometimes. <laughs> I'm awful. <laughs> and then I get mad at myself at the end of the day because I didn't even make a dent in my life. <laughs> but long story short, start small, just do it and stay focused. You'll get there. Even if it's slow, but surely you will get there. I think that's it. Everyone's so so quick to rush towards the end goals. Like, oh, I really want to get there. I really want to get there. It's like, well, yeah. you're less likely to get there if you're rushing through it and, and, and burning yourself out and, and stretching everything to the point where you are physically struggling to do everything you want to do. And you're even taking the joy out of it, which is what can happen if you overdo it. 
as we've talked, there will be a, the habit will come. It might take a while, but it will come. And yeah. then you might find, oh, I can do way more than three goals a day. So I'll start slotting in new ones. Or you might find that certain days, certain times, you can do seven goals in a day. And then other days when you are really busy, you can only do one. Work with whatever system is best for you, whatever time frame is best for you. Exactly. Okay, we're, I think we're going we're gonna to end it there. So we do hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know how you keep up with your own writing goals in the comments or on Twitter using the hashtag TheMerryWriterPodcast. If you want to get some extra content, head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash TheMerryWriterPodcast. You can support our show and get yourself some great rewards. Tune in next week for another episode of The Merry Writer Podcast where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Writer's Block. We hate our brains. The music, titled Inspired, is by Kevin MacLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.3.